What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. I don't even know where to start here. There's Thrawn, there's territory battles, there's dark side territory battles, there's guild versus guild. There's all kinds of stuff. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Execute Order 66. Hello and welcome to the 66th episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always, here to help me follow out those clone killing orders, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Are we killing the clones or are the clones killing? If we're killing the clones, all aboard. I completely got Order 66 backwards. I, for some reason, (laughs) in my head, for the last (laughs) 30 minutes, I've been thinking that Order 66 was when they killed the clones. No, that was the Jedi. I am so bad at this Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah, you kind of are. And I'm the guy that's seen the Clone Wars, all the cartoon and the show or movies. I know you've seen the movies. I've seen the movies. Yeah, those are familiar to me. So as of it's a good thing we're recording right now because my agony would be through the roof at the moment if I was doing what I would normally be doing. And what is that? I would be enjoying October baseball because for once oh. the Dimebags had the season of their lives and they are st- Wednesday was an amazing day as a Dimebags fan because those one day wild card playoffs, the one game playoffs are crazy and uh the Diamondbacks played the Rockies on Wednesday and uh that game was back and forth the entire time and it was super nerve-wracking and uh five game series with the Dodgers now and middle of the second inning and we're down four to zero so I'm glad I'm not watching that one at the moment I can imagine hopefully throughout the show as I check the scoreboard they'll have come back but we shall see well, you can't let it kill your enthusiasm for the show. The show's much more important. So, no, no. Keep it together, Dan. I'll only check in at the hour mark. How's that? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Sweet. Well, you, what were you? You had something you wanted to say. Yeah. A little bit of a kind of a rant. Um,. So you and I both live in the United States. I know we have some listeners from kind of various places outside of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past weekend, Sunday night, there was a shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, 59 people killed and, you know, hundreds upon hundreds, you know, injured. Um, and 
thoughts and prayers to all those families. It's sad, unfortunate, um, and it sucks and kind of affects everyone. <coughs> you kind of see everything on the news and stuff, and it's, I guess this is kind of where the rant comes in. It's kind of frustrating. You see everybody talking about how bad the world is and everything. I have to strongly disagree with that. I don't know. We do this podcast. We speak with all these people from God only knows where, um, all over the place. Uh, I mean, there are always these bad events that get shown on the news. And, you know, that's a pretty small majority of what happens out there. Um, there's a lot of great stuff going on out there. I mean, I think there's a lot of great people out there that aren't, you know, crazy sons of bitches shooting people. And um, I, I think sometimes we need to look at that and be a little bit more appreciative of that and, uh, you know, appreciative of our troops, police force, uh, firefighters, all those guys. So well, shout out to all those people as well. That was the one thing I remember reading about and hearing about, or someone had tweeted about it, and uh, it was the one thing that really rang with me throughout the whole thing is, right, so there was one dude that did all of this destruction, caused all this mayhem, all the heartbreak, one person. That's all it took. One person. But yep. throughout all of that, there were hundreds of people, all the first responders, all the people that were at that concert or near it, going to it, grabbing people, putting them in the backs of trucks, putting them in the EMT, in the ambulances, all the nurses and doctors that came in on their off time to the hospital to make sure that everyone could get all the care that they need. There were just hundreds and hundreds of people doing good things beyond beyond that one person. Now, obviously the effects of that one person are felt a lot more than, you know, the hundreds that helped, but there are good people out there. So despite that's that's like, you know, I, I don't want to talk religion, but a lot of people, you know, I believe that, loving each other and seeing the good in people rather than always looking for the bad is the way to be. So hundred percent agree. Yep. So, uh, that's the advice for this weekend. Go out and be nice to somebody. Don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. It may make a bigger difference than you think. So, however, we're not a political podcast. Um, and so. I'm not a political person, so we I'm could never either. be one. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true. Um, we certainly have our opinions on things, but I think there are some things that we can all agree on. And um, <laughs> My strongest opinions happen in things that are pointless, like sports and video games. <laughs> yes. So why don't we do that? Why don't we talk about some Star Wars? I would like that. Why don't we start with the Patreons? Actually... As much as we love our Patreons... Uh, no, okay, we'll do Patreons first, sure. <laughs> All right, we had a lot of Patreons for September, so I'm going to give everyone that supported us last month a big, huge shout-out. Ringer of Astarakai, DJ Rock, Infidel, Rook, Optimus, Eleven, 
Boba Finn, Painted Land, Elon Mustard, aka the Colonel, Zizer, <laughs> Deadshot, the great question master himself. Waddles, Hands of God, 007, M4, McMold, 2, J-Pod, Darth Molly, and Anthony H. And here this week, we have also got two additions to that list. Han Pikey from The Shattered Order. And there is someone else whose name we haven't got yet. And we will get him on the next podcast. Yep. So... Thank you, guys. We love you all. Y'all are amazing. Um, Tied to that, as we discussed last week, anyone who is a Patreon subscriber, supporter in any way, shape, or form, we will be taking your Q&A questions at the end of the month. Audio form, if you want. That is probably (laughs) preferred because that's fun and we don't have to listen to Dan come up with some creative voice. So that would be great. You can submit those to theshatteredorder at gmail.com. And uh, and in the Discord, and if I have a feeling yes. that some people will be putting text on purpose, just I have a feeling they will. Will want to hear this creative guy. if they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, we need listener intros. We're out. We didn't even get to use one this week. Uh, yeah. So get those submitted to the same email address if you can. Um, even if you've done it before, go ahead and put it on the list because sometimes we run out and we could always use them. Yeah, we're getting to and, the point now where if you've done it before and you want to be uh, cheeky with it, go ahead and give it a second try. Because some of these intros you guys have been coming up with lately have been well, good. ridiculously awesome. So Yes. Keep we appreciate that. Coming. And one other thing, I have created a poll. We will be posting it on our Discord channel probably Saturday or Sunday. Uh, it'll be up in the news and announcements, so please go do that. Um, it's basically a poll asking stuff about the podcast, um, like how you rate it, you know, what we can change, what we can do to improve the podcast, um, you know, because we're always trying to make the show better and more tailored to you guys, so that would help us out a ton. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, now let's get to one other really important thing before we move on. What are you drinking? I held it up to the screen a second here ago here, but, uh, throw back to my Navy days and visiting, um, visiting, uh, Bahrain is where I started drinking it, but it's a Strongbow cider, which is not the Strongbow I drank when I was in the Navy because it got bought out by one of the big uh, big brewing companies. So it doesn't quite taste the same anymore, but uh, I still like it. So I'm drinking that. Cool. I am drinking. Okay, so big Packers game this weekend. Go Pack, go! Yeah! Um, so I am naturally drinking some beer from Wisconsin, Milwaukee. It is from Lakefront Brewery. actually went up there whenever I was up there one time. But it is a pumpkin beer. It is one of the seasonal pumpkin ales. It's super delicious. Big fan. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Which brand is it, you said? Uh, it is from Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront. I have not heard that one. There are so yeah. many pumpkins out there right now. I walk through the uh, beer aisle at my uh, grocery store, and it's pumpkins everywhere. You got this the, is one uh, of the Sam more Adams ones I've had. It's pretty good. I like it. Nice. There are some some ones out there that I like for sure. Cool. 
Yeah, well, All so right. uh, there's a lot of news this week. Um, so much heard. so that I felt like if I didn't write it down as the week was go- progressing, I would forget parts God, and things and we almost did something big yeah so i've been taking notes all week and like had a big list of stuff to put into the show notes and then still forgot some of the stuff yeah for sure luckily i think we hit it all but the good news is there's a chat and if we forget something maybe they'll remind us or maybe they won't who knows yeah yeah they got our back i think usually yeah for sure so you know what i'm excited about what are you excited about the great return finally um <laughs> oh there was one other announcement this is my last podcast final we're going to miss you and we podcast. loved all six, six I'm just i will never be on the podcast again without a seven star thrawn i am so excited <laughs> okay i was like are you just gonna drop me this bomb on me live huh yeah oh that'd be cruel Ugh. Welcome to the Goodnight Punk Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. I cannot It'd talk be... to myself for two hours. So. You could, but, you know. <laughs> well, I could. Who knows how good it would be. We'll just call it um, Dan's one-hour rant. And I'll oh, just find things to pump myself up and keep it going for an hour. Dan rant. I like it. Maybe, maybe that'll we be need a Dan Rant segment. Maybe that'll be the next Out of Order podcast. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> All right, so... So Thrawn... The Thrawn, return, Thr- the, the Thrawn event returns Saturday. Um, actually, really shortly after we're recording this. So... About two, you know, three and a half hours from live, now. Yeah, it's not out yet, but if you're listening any other time, the event is already out, I'm sure. So... So as far as so, question. Let's go off the rails here a second. But this is a—it's kind of related. Legendary event, right? So it is. You got your BB-8 to seven star, correct? Yes. Here's a fun story for you. You saw in in, uh, officer Uh, chat me asking about uh, what I can do with the characters I had to try and get Uh that six star after I got to. Stormtrooper to six stars, and I was having yep. trouble beating it because they were just so fast and destroying my team. Mm-hmm. Did you read the general chat last night when I announced that I had beaten the six star one? I seen that you had beaten it. However, I was not on the chat much, so I didn't see all of it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it turns out that. Yeah, I talked to you guys and talked about speeding up Kylo and speeding up a First Order officer or whatever. And I went in there to look at what their mods were to speed them up a little bit more. And uh, as it turned out, I had no mods on anyone but Phasma. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, Phasma was the only one that had mods. So you've been beating your head against a wall trying to get a six-star BB-8 whenever you had no mods on 80% of the characters. Correct. <laughs> okay. Just, wa- just wanted to clarify. And all I did was throw extra crap mods on the, the four of them and uh, beat it first try. Wow. With, it's weird how that with works. With an entire so. 19 minutes to spare. 
Jeez. Unbelievable. <laughs> you would have been so pissed had it like the event ended and then you went and looked at your first and then one I and noticed didn't have mods. Yeah. I was 19 minutes from it. So wow. As a reminder slash PSA for all of those that may have trouble beating the Thrawn event starting in three and a half hours, check your mods and uh, make sure you actually have them. So that's some that's that's some high level advice. I mean, that's stuff that people can't come up with on their own. That's one of those. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, just like on Reddit all the time, I would get that uh, the same comment of uh, you run a podcast question mark. The classic one. That was amazing. <laughs> we'll have to revisit. We'll have to revisit that story at some point. However, I don't think tonight is the night. I mean, we're way too much. Way too much to embarrass me. Too much. I'll do that to myself. Back on track. So, Thrawn event. uh, We're hopefully going to be attempting for seven stars. Hopefully, you've got your Phoenix ready. Um, They have got some new Zetas. If you need a little bit of extra help. So, they should definitely be better for this event. Um, uh, we are finally getting a legendary ship event. How awesome is this, Dan? How awesome is it? Woo! Yeah, there we go. I'm trying to be <laughs> over-enthusiastic for your lack of enthusiasm, but, you know, that's all right. Woo! Yeah. So I think stoked. it's kind of exciting. We'll get to why it's so exciting here in a second. I, all you right. know what's fun here? <laughs> okay. Random uh, moment here, but uh, I might actually be able to unlock it on my B account and not on my A account. What? I might actually be able to unlock it at five stars on my B account and not on my my main account. How do you? Okay, so. Well, we'll I'll tell you afterwards once we finish the uh, what goes into it. Requirements. Yeah. So. Admiral Akbar is the required capital ship. It requires Ghost and Phantom and three other rebel ships. The other three rebels can be U-Wings, X-Wings, whatever, as long as they're rebels. Um, I think there's only four options. Wedge, Biggs, Cassian, and Bistan, if I remember correctly. Um, It unlocks at five stars, so... You have to have all those ships five stars. Standard legendary event works the same as all the others. Um, yeah, uh, so what you're telling me is you've almost got a ghost and phantom at five star on your B account and you're nowhere close on your A account. So I'm like 40 to 50 shards off the five star on. Wait, so you need 65 shards to get to five star, correct? Or is that to six? Star? Yes, that's five. Yeah, so I'm about forty to fifty off on both those on the A account and on the B account. I have them both at five stars already, almost six. The th- the problem I just realized is, originally I thought that it was going to be, I thought it was four, four five star ships to unlock, but apparently it's five five star ships to unlock. So I don't I'm have so the. So shocked you got that wrong. I got it wrong? What I said was just wrong? Or before? Before. You're confusing me. The fact me. that Don't you do get this. something wrong regarding ships at ships. all is surprising. Ships. All right. 
ships. I don't remember. I can't oh, explain half yeah. the ship stuff. If you don't remember, way back when ships actually came out, it literally took five episodes. Actually, I think it was only three, but it took five episodes for Dan to finally spit out the correct number of ships you needed to get. I don't remember what it was. It was something. It's fresh on my mind right now because I can finally farm. Oh, the Zetas. Zetas. Yeah, that's I right. can finally farm Zetas on my B account, and it's uh, eight five star ships. Eight five star ships. There it is. And wow. a five star a well done executor. So, hey, I can spout it off like crazy now. Now, but uh, back then, tongue twister. A little bit more difficult. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the, all those ships are required at seven star to get the seven star Chimera. Ch- Ch- Chimera. Is it Chimera. Chimera. Yeah. Chipotle. Chipotle. Mm, sounds good. Um, more of a Cadoba man myself, but that's that's beside the point. Uh it unlocks at five stars. You know what's uh well, hold on, our notes are kind of messed up. That's not where I was gonna go next. Uh <laughs> well actually that's fine. Okay, so your ghost and phantom. Because you need them at five stars, what they are doing is giving us double drops for three days. The 7th, 8th, and ninth. And once again, I'm so in tune with ships that uh, I didn't understand how the double drops on this would even work. Because I didn't know they were on hard nodes. Unbelievable. I'm like, are they doubling the fleet shipments for them? Like, how is this going to work? Apparently they have hard nodes. So where are those? uh, I don't remember if it's the Ghost or the Phantom. One of them has um, is a really good node anyway for the hard nodes. Mm-hmm. You get the ships, but you also get two of the gold pieces that are that <coughs> everybody freaking needs. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about being able to farm that. I will prob if it's double drops on those as well. I will probably do a fifty crystal refresh, and you know try to get a lot of shards for those ships because I could really use them. Um, are you going to be doing a 50 crystal refresh on them? Uh, I learned my lesson on the hard node double drops with the first order because... So, no. First order TIE pilot for me and using 50 refreshes and using the double drops in three days worth of doing that, I think it took three different refreshes of the fleet shipment for me to get as many shards that way as I did from the double drops. So to me, it's not really worth the double drops on the hard node as it is because they show up in the fleet shipment so much. So. Um, all right. I lost my train of thought. What the hell just happened? That never happens. Uh, we were talking about hard notes and how I was not going to be doing. Hmm, not surprising. You, you. Oh, I was gonna ask you. What do you think? So the way they do it is, you still stick with the roughly thirty-three percent drop rate. You just get two of them rather than one. Do you think that's better, or would you prefer it if they actually just bumped it up to sixty-six point six percent drop rate? Because there is definitely a difference. I there would be less variance with the six six percent. I feel like, but there would be the less upside also. So I see what you're saying. So you want 
double drops to either be which what it is now where you get two when it hits or doubling the percentage that you get it yes yeah i don't know which one would be better to be honest probably the doubling the percentage it's kind of what i was thinking because people always get super pissed when they like refresh and they don't get any at all at least with the increased drop rate you may still get something Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish that they would do that preferably, but you know, in the I'll end, it's not, uh, in the end, double drops on the reward is still a higher in the uh, value. You can, so five times, you'll there's still a chance to get 10 instead of just five without doubling the percentage. Yep. So yes, I think people would probably still prefer that. That's probably true. Then we have to listen to all the bitching. Ugh. <laughs> All right, so why don't we talk about the, I think it's Chim- Chimera, is, is that right? Chimera. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, got it. All right, the Chimera. <laughs> um, it is obviously a dark alignment ship because it is Grand Admiral Thrawn's. It's a capital ship. And the only crew required is the Grand Admiral himself. Well, I would hope so, because this would be the first ship with. I mean, that's pretty more crew than though, one for a uh, for a capital. That would be interesting. That's true. It is pretty cool. It looks exactly like the other one to me. I know that's why it's so exciting. Can't yeah. Part. Well, I mean, like all the promotional pictures and stuff for it, where it has that sweet decal on the bottom, look pretty great. Just you yeah. can't see that. In the game. <laughs> ah. So who knows if it's even there in the game. But the promo pictures look real good. Yeah. So. Yes, they do. Totally agree. <laughs> if you haven't seen those, go check them out on the Swaga forums. They will be so, on the live stream while we uh, ooh, look at the notes, I like too. It. All right, but I'm looking so, at, so I'm looking in-game at the Executrix, and uh, the model... Is okay. exactly the same. Like is it? I, they, I can see zero difference. I mean, that kind of makes sense because, like, I mean, two Tie Fighters look the same. Two X Wings look the same. Yeah, the Tie Fighters at least have different shades. So we'll see if the shades on this ship are a I little mean, different. Look at Bigs and Wedges X Wing. They're at a different angle on the little selection sheet. That's okay. how you tell them apart. Yeah, I see that. That's pretty, well. Then you throw in uh, Poe's in there. If you can pick out the darker orange, then you know it's uh, Poe. Well, Poe's is pretty easy to pick out. But fair point. All right, so let's go over the abilities of the Chimera for a second. We'll be fairly brief about it because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Basic is calculated strike. The final text reads, target ally is called to assist with plus 35% offense. So this guy's kind of like Yoda. He doesn't actually have an attack himself necessarily. Well, I think he does one of his specials as an attack. But his basic is not actually an attack. It actually calls someone else into attack for him, which is pretty neat. So And you can pick whoever you want. It's great. Is it one of those where you get to pick? Yeah, it says target ally is called to assist with 35% offense. It does say target ally. That is accurate. Um, I'm an idiot. So I wonder if that's going to automatically target like offensive ships, uh, attackers. Hopefully it On does. On defense? That would, yeah, that would make sense. 
I'm yeah. hoping it doesn't because I don't think I'm going to get it and I don't want to face it. But <laughs> So special ability one is Art of War. The final text reads, all allies recover 20% health and gain a buff for two turns. Um, attackers gain offense up, support gain foresight, tanks gain defense up. Um, inflicts a debuff on all enemies for two turns, and these effects cannot be evaded or resisted. Attackers get offense down, supports get ability block, and tanks get defense down. Pretty much all these, uh, the tank ones are the only ones I don't care about. But the as far as offense and support, mm-hmm. buffs and debuffs, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, very useful. Ability block. Uh, offense down, giving yourself offense up and foresight. Pretty damn good. Yep. I agree. Um, the second sp- special ability is the Phylon 7 tractor beam projectors. Quite the mouthful. Deal <laughs> special damage to all enemies and remove 20% turn meter. I am a huge fan of anything that removes turn meter, so kind of kind of digging that one. Yeah, it's an AoE and it removes turn meter. That's pretty good. And its animation looks pretty awesome. Yep. On top of everything. So, this dude also has an ultimate ability. You know, those other capital ships have this super ultimate ability. This guy Mm -hmm. has one too. And what exactly does it do? Well, it's strategic dominance. I mean, that tells you everything, right? (laughs) Sounds like a Thrawn ability to me. Uh, yeah, it's very fitting name. So what this ability does is instantly defeat target enemy and deal damage to all remaining enemies equal to 40% of their max health, dispel all debuffs on target ally and grant them 100% health, 100% protection, 75% turn meter, and heal all allies equal to 40% of their max health. Increase all cooldowns on the enemy capital ship by one, and this ability starts on cooldown. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, like God, that's a mouthful. The first part you read with the the healing one ship all the way up and giving them turn meter, then 40% of every other ship yep. on top of dealing You can stop there. And that's amazing. Well, and then on top of that before that you had dealing 40% of their max health to all the enemy ships. And then on top yep. of that, now you throw in adding cooldowns onto the capital ship. Increasing the well, cooldowns of the enemy capital ship. Now, something else is, I believe this ship only has a four-turn cooldown for its special. All the other capitals are five. Hmm. That's really going to come into play, because if he gets this off before you get yours off, that's going to be trouble. And um, Just a little bit. What I, I am <laughs> doing to counter that as much as possible here in a second. But... That's really good. I mean, this ship's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of those. So as you know, the gear for the, you know, the crew members determines all the stats and everything. So you're, I mean, the people that have Thrawn Zeta and stuff are going to be at a huge advantage because they're going to be getting this ability off much, much quicker than everyone else, which is. (laughs) Which is going to make for some frustration for those that do not have him. Oh, yes. No bueno. So, he also has a unique ability called Fierce Loyalty. It's a passive ability. All allies have plus 25% crit damage. That is doubled for Empire. And plus 15% crit chance. 
When an enemy is defeated, all allies gain 5% tenacity, which is stacking until the end of the battle. And the reinforcement, uh, reinforcement bonus is crit chance up for two turns. So whoever you're bringing in is already getting 15% crit chance, plus the crit chance buff, and 25% crit damage, or 50% if they're Empire. So they're already... That first shot coming in as a reinforcement is going to be potent. Yes. Pretty nice. That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a super cool capital ship. I mean, it's definitely going to be one that you want. Um, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if it doesn't kind of take over. Well, it kind of uh, fits the bill of those legendary characters, right? So now you got a legendary ship. And everyone's going to want it, especially when yeah. it does what it does, you know. Yeah, that's a really good point. And fortunately, it unlocks at only five stars, so you just have to get all your ships to five star, and then you are good to go. I'm going to read over a general strategy and the ship synergies really quickly. Calculated Strike can be used to apply effects from your other ship's basic abilities, giving you great flexibility with the utility provided by your capital ship. Art of War has a powerful impact on the battle. It bolsters your ships while reducing the effectiveness of the enemy ships, bringing strong utility to any phase of your fleet battles. Strategic Dominance can help you bypass Endurance's damage immunity on a taunt or deal with that pesky TIE Fighter. This also the first ability to lock down the enemy capital ship's abilities, preventing them from reinforcing using their ultimate or taking significant action for an additional turn. Now think about that wording right there, right? Because, uh, like you said, if this does take four turns, and every other ship takes five for the uh, ultimate... It's actually taking It's actually going to take six, because yeah. it adds the cooldown onto it, which is just can turn everything around. Yes. And I don't... And I assume that can't be resisted. It doesn't say in the ability, but I, I assume your capital it. ship is not going to be resisting this. Yeah, that probably not. So Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> you just kind of added another one onto the already handicapped four to five. And TIE Fighters are pesky as hell. So uh, one thing that I've kind of found out with TIE Fighters, because so many times like battles come comes down to whose Tarkin goes first. I've been using Poe's X-Wing, and I always try to use, like, a heavy damage special and just try to take TIE Fighter out in one shot. If I miss, oh well, because that's stupid evasion, but the less times you have to attack him, the better. Right. Um, Alright, ship synergies. With strong crit damage and crit chance boosts that are always active, the Chimera is all about boosting allies to deal incredible damage consistently. Bringing Empire ships for the plus uh, 25% crit damage will maximize your fleet's potential. So how many ships total have, Empire are there now? Uh, seven. I don't know that. I seven. just pulled the number out. Well, I got um, my fo- handy-dandy phone so, right here. So there's the TIE Advanced, the Imperial TIE Fighter, the Gauntlet Starfighter, and the TIE Reaper. <coughs> That's all the Empire ships? Along with the Chimera and the Executrix. Really? Yeah, so there's only four right now. You can't fill the entire party with Empire, but you can get a good amount in there. 
although two of them are really hard to get. Huh. Not not really hard. Sorry, I was thinking of Kylo's shuttle. The Reaper is the one that's going to take you a while. Gauntlet Starfighter, not as hard since it's in fleet ships. So. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Now, ships that have strong utility on their basic attacks go great with the Chimera. Sunfox, Geonos, and Starfighter can target lock the Ambar, and Starfire can dispel. The First Order TIE Fighter can grant itself two turn meter boosts, and Slave One can focus on dealing a lot of damage. Being able to use the uh, bonus factor on your ship's basic abilities more frequently can turn the tide of a battle if you bring a diverse toolbox. Hmm. Very interesting. I want to talk about it, but it's ships, and I've I've tuned out already. Do what? <laughs> I said I want to. I want to. I'm I'm kidding. React to your point, but yes. There you go. All right, so that's Chimera. Uh, pretty awesome ship. Um, Dan's super excited about it. He's gonna. He's probably gonna get the hundred dollar pack just so he can make sure to unlock it. We'll get to the packs in a second. They're very exciting. And, uh, yeah, that is it for the Chimera and the ships. So, um, yeah. So I was going to ask you, um, well, that's not it for ships, but are you getting, are you thinking you'll be able to unlock it? I don't know. I really don't know. Depends. Cause on I'm sure you have, there. I'm sure you have wedge and bigs. I don't know. Yes. Where are your ghost and phantom at? Uh, thirteen sixty five and twenty four out of sixty five, I think. Okay, so so you got a little bit of work to do there. What about uh, yeah, either of the U wings? Um, uh, eh, not great. I've got enough Cantina energy to buy Cassians. Or is it Cassian or Bistons Cassian in there? Cassians, I believe. Okay, and. I mean, I can get 20 shards a day from that. So, depending on how long it's here, yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I don't think I'll get it this time. Probably be next month, but. I, right, I probably, so, probably have to wait a, a while. Now, we talked about the seven star Chimera. Now, you'll notice that you need all seven star ships. So how do you get our capital ship crown? Yeah, how do you? Yeah, how do you do that? All right, let's talk about that. Well, let's. there are special event series which are fantastic. They're so much fun. The Admiral Akbar we were actually able to do today, and each of these events lasts one day, and they give you fifteen shards for the ship. Now. That's assuming you can beat it. It's slightly harder than phase six of territory battles. Not Dude. Okay, so CapGaff uh, said on Reddit that this was on par with the six-star challenge in uh, the challenges. I didn't yes. find this anywhere near as hard as that six-star challenge. Like, I've been running that six-star challenge for a while now, and... Uh, I, you know, it took forever. I no, I think he was. I think he's talking about the territory battles, six star. Mm, maybe because that's it plays very similar to that, and it's a pretty similar difficulty, a little bit more difficult, I think, though. 
If that's what he's talking about, that makes more sense because it is. It was nowhere near as hard as the six star. That uh, I 100 agree with. That's not even close. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back and find his comment and figure out if that's what he said. You do that while I keep rambling. Keep going. All right. So these event series for these ships will have <coughs> one for each day of all three of the original capital ships. You can beat these events on the first time, and it will give you one Zeta, which is super exciting. We love our Zetas. Uh, you get 15 shards per completion, and um, it requires the six-star version of the capital ship to be used in each event. So if you haven't beat those six-star capital ship missions, you better be busting your ass trying to beat them. Uh they will run three times over the next nine days, which is super exciting. So that's actually going to give you a chance to get 45 shards. If you have the crystals backed up and you really want that seven-star ship, what you can do is refresh it. You can only refresh it one time per day. So if you spend the 800 crystals, it costs you 2,400 crystals, and you would end up with 90 shards, and then the first time that it comes back next month, you would be able to finish it off. Which isn't a bad option. Actually, if I was going to do that, I would probably spend 1,600 crystals now and then double up next time just, you know, just to be safe. Make sure that's what you want to do. Um, but these events will be coming back monthly. Uh, whether it's the beginning of the month or anything, not sure. But I would assume every four to five weeks approximately. And all three will be each and every month. Pretty nice to get that Zeta on the first completion, right? Yeah. So that's basically three Zetas you're getting if you've got all of them at three stars. And another one, once you uh, get the capital ship to seven star, because it is a Zeta award for getting the achievement for seven star capital ship. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, pretty nice. It's nice to see those. those. like four months if you're doing refreshes. Actually, it'd be longer than that. It's going to only take, what, 30, 1, five 2, months. 3, 4, 5? Yeah, 5 months. Yep. Doing the maths in the head real quick. Wow, that's a first. Well done, sir. That was an easy one, let's be honest. That was an easy one, that's true. All right, so let's talk about other ships. I know you love ships. All right, let's do it. This is exciting. All right. Here's High a- Reaper. Okay, this... This started a little bit of con- a lot of controversy, actually. Apparently, people have just been finishing up Shore Trooper, and now they're kind of pissed that his ship's where it was. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. This is really rubbing people the wrong way. So, what I'm going to say is had you rather go to a node where you don't get anything else with it, just go to a random node where there's not a character? Um, I mean, I get the frustration of farming him all this time, but. What they did with these is is kind of a lifesaver for most people in that, like me, I'm farming the TIE Reaper. I'm actually using the 50 Crystal Refresh on it because that's kind of going to be my key to trying to counter the Chimera whenever it starts showing up because the TIE Reaper is pretty awesome. And my Shore Trooper and Death Trooper, <laughs> Death Trooper. They're really well geared, so they'll be ready to go when that ship gets unlocked. Uh, it's light side 9B, and you beat it, and you got a chance to get sh- uh, Shore Trooper and Tie Reaper shards. So whenever you're farming the ship, you're getting some of the shards that you actually need for the ship 
along with it, which is really useful. So glad that they did that. Yeah, the good news is for me, I'm going to be farming Stormtrooper here pretty quick once I finish up Bays. I think I have like 20 shards left for Bays for 7-star. So surprisingly, that one hard node Bays farm hasn't been absolutely terrible. I'm almost there, so it didn't take a year. But uh, I will be going for Short Trooper next because of uh, another announcement we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I'm going to need... Gonna I'm need some Imperial, uh, in an, there's a chance. I need my Imperial troopers at seven star, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I'm might. gonna be farming him next, but it'll be nice to get that his ship along with him as I'm farming him. And now I can understand the frustration with wanting the ship and already finishing the character, but now you uh, get now you get shard shop currency and the ship. Shop. So did you say gear cool. shop? Yeah, it's pretty yes. close to a gear shop. I told now. you, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> it's my official name for it. Cassian's Ewing is now in the Cantina shipments. About time something actually went to shipments so that you can, you know, spend some money on some stuff. Well, I've been uh, buying POW, so. <laughs> what's that? Some little short dude that screams a uh, Skralala or something like that. Sakala, I think it was. I don't know. Where's Giggles? Somebody ask him. Sound. I don't know. Moly. Moly. Kylo's shuttle is now on light side 9A. And you get shards along with that one also. So I'm farming that too. And the Millennium Falcon has arrived on dark side 5D. So on that one, you only have to spend 16 energy to try and farm it, which is, you know, pretty nice. Because who doesn't love the Falcon, even though it doesn't appear to be that good of a ship? Never. Well, I don't think I've ever faced it in Arena. Yeah, I think that at least um, we should probably ask our guild if anyone is farming it. Just so that we have one for platoons. I'm farming it, so. Oh, there you go. That's at least one. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um... This is the big news of the week. The big news kind of. of the week. Uh, that's kind of hard to pick one thing out of everything. So That's true. So I got a big question. Where have you been finishing in Fleet Arena? Is it above 1,000? <laughs> yes. It's always been above 1,000. I finish okay. around 350. Perfect. That's a fair question. Around 350, okay. You, yeah. you have ways to go. If you haven't heard, they have added crystals to the fleet payout for only the top 20 spots. You will get at least 100 crystals if you make top 20. And then as you start climbing up further, it goes up to 200 and then what? 3, 325, 350, 400, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's actually pretty nice. Um what I am basically doing, because I can finish top 20, I have, I think I've finished so far 4th and 11th. I completely forgot that I need to do ships now. Ended up <laughs> being 11th. Whatever. Um, I am using those extra crystals I'm getting to refresh the Thai Reaper sh- uh, spot so that I can double up on Thai Reaper each day, because I need Thai Reaper. Nice. Yeah, very exciting. Um, so yeah, what do you think about them adding crystals to the fleet payout? You a fan or new? Um, I am a fan of the idea. 
it kind of makes it worth uh, more than it was before because before what before before it wasn't uh there was no real big incentive to move around too much because the difference between 100 to 1 wasn't a gigantic leap and bound, you know what I mean? So, if you were finishing in the top wow. 50, you're usually happy. Now, the part that I'm I... not happy about, I, mean, I know you're thinking, what are you talking about? The part I'm not is this, it's only the top 20. At the very least, it could have been top 100. I... I... I think at the very least it should have been top 50, but I agree. Top 100 would have been my preference. Even if Well, it's think just... how big a shard is, okay? Yep. How many people are on that ship shard? Uh, and you're only know. picking 20 of them, you know? 100 isn't no. that bad of a number, I agree. considering I mean, there's 2,000 people on a server, 20,000. Well, I that's on a arenas... that's on a character arena, but I think that there's probably two thousand or so. Guessing, I'll say this: I didn't do sh- I, right now on my B account. I think I have less than ten ship battles won. I go in and I get out wow. because I just hate, like, I don't like them. Okay, so I don't do them on my alt account because it's just time consuming, and all it I want from them are zetas. But you know, it's the, more time-consuming than ships. I'm sure we'll talk about that here as we get into well, our uh, other ideas. I was going to say, having an alt. Yeah, that for That's sure. But the... I let my account drop as far as it would drop without doing any battles or winning any battles. And my, my uh, alt's ship rank was 1394, I think, for about three or four months. I did not move from that spot. So at the very least, that's where people were fighting it or doing what I was doing. So there's at least that many people. So let's say just do 1,400 on a server total. 100 of that is, what, 1 14th to give crystals out to? I don't think that's bad. 20? I agree. 20 out of that many is just a tiny, tiny serving. And it's also not enough to make me want to push my way up there. Because I'm not That's interested in trying to fight into the top 20. Now, if we were in the That's top 100, I would have, I would have worked my butt off to get into there. But I'm not going to be hitting that 20 anytime soon. So, business as usual for me. Would you be climbing for top 100 if, say, 20 through, or I guess 21 through 50 got 50 shards, not shards, crystals? And then 51 through 100 got 25. Would you still be crawling in top 100? I'd be shooting for 100 and hoping to move into the 50 and go further from there. But right now, top 20 is so far out for me that I'm not interested in worrying about it. But I know that, but that's just me. And I know that there are a lot of people fighting up there and adding something in there for them to fight for and make it more... uh, competitive for those that have spent the money on ships and wanted it to be more competitive is a good thing because there's people that'll get i'm sure there's people out there that get top 250 character arena but have put their money into ships and we're not getting crystals for their you know top one finishes and now they are which will help them out so it's good for those guys 100 percent agree that's kind of the same thing i was thinking 
Because there's definitely different characters that you would use to get first in Fleet Arena versus, you know, regular Arena. So, I, I mean, I think that's a really good move for that reason. It gives those type of people a chance to actually get crystals and make some more use out of it. I mean, crystals are so important in this game and useful that, I mean, it's nice having another Arena where you can get them. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Want to talk some controversy? Uh, depends on what the controversy is. Oh, the packs. Yeah, uh, not really. <laughs> you want to but, skip it? Well, if you have something to say, say it. But uh, I don't really want to go over the packs. It, let's just say that. I agree. That's part of the reason why they aren't in the show notes. I don't want to go over them, but... I will just say, it looks like the, what was the last pack that we got? Um, there was a pretty good deal. It was the one that had all the gear, the Hoth Brothers pack, and I can't remember who else was in there. But that, everybody was thought was The best pack game. was the First Order one that was 80 of each and then a bunch of gear, I thought. No, 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 it was the Hoth Bros, you're right. It was 30, 30 shards of each of the Hoth Bros and then a bunch of fully crafted yeah. pieces of gear. So, that was a pack that was looked upon by the community as a really good deal. Now, when you compare what you get from those packs to these packs, I would say you get quite a bit less for these packs, to say the least. Mm -hmm. and they're quite a bit more expensive as well, which makes me kind of scratch my head and think, like, were those other packs just not selling well, and, like, those middle spenders weren't buying enough to make up for it, so now they're strictly targeting the whales, because that's kind of what it seems like, in my opinion. Is that Are you kind of getting the same impression? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's tough. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a lot of... Uh, I don't know. They With this one, it doesn't bother me that much because I don't... As far as six, seven star capital ships go and paying Buku bucks for them, if that's what you're paying, yep. I don't see the gigantic advantage from that that's worth all that money. I agree. I see right. one extra, I believe it's one extra reinforcement. And I don't know how it affects your stats that much. Yeah. So as far as enforcements go, it's nice to have those there to pick from, I've to use. To but all, through all my effort. Yeah, exactly. So, so having extra one there is a, is nice. It's not necessary. Yep to win mm -hmm. and uh as far as battles go in my experience you don't always see all the reinforcements anyway so yep. buying they can spend the money to buy that seven star capital ship if they want to it's not going to hurt me that much i don't think as much as yep. it will them besides maybe buying home one so that you get chimera this first go around that could hurt people and, a little bit but yes because i think chimera is going to be really good but you can still get it at five stars so i don't know 
how big of a difference the star levels are going to make on these ships. I guess we'll see. So, yeah, I think we're kind of in agreement on this. It's, um, hey, your your dollars are your votes, and uh, you vote for vote for the kind of packs you want to see in the game. That's I guess that's my advice. Um, one thing that is pretty awesome, I think, about packs is mod packs are here to stay. That's pretty cool. They're um, still eight ninety nine. Uh, I don't know. The question I is, I know a way to find out though. We both pull up our phones. All I know is if You're, they're still that expensive, then they're still not on my radar. Yeah, nine ninety nine. What's great about the mod packs though is if you don't have a set bonus unlock, you can still go and get those. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty decent way to get mods. Um, the only problem is, I mean, now that with the hundred percent drop rate, I think I'd rather just spin those crystals, you know, over three or four days, you know, farming mods and taking my chances. But you are, I mean, you're guaranteed stuff in there. Um, mm-hmm. There is a baseline of guarantee. You're not going to get as many mods, but you're kind of going to get that better baseline of good mods or supposedly good mods. Well, as we've been accused of, we we always look at this, obviously, because it's hard not to. We are have almost been playing this game for two years. We look at stuff from in-game yeah, players' that's... perspective. Well, newer players who get to that point and have the money to spend and don't have the characters to unlock a speed challenge or a yep. good damage bonus challenge, this yeah. works perfectly for them because you know you're going to get some good stuff and you know you're getting the set you want. So it's not a bad deal for, you know, new to mid-level players. As far as in-game goes, like we've said when they came out, the numbers, we did the maths, and it seems much better with the 100% drop rate just to roll the dice on those things on your own. But, yeah. Uh, Quick question. Let's say, for example, you only had the characters to unlock the health challenge, and you wanted to get some different type of mods. What mod bonus do you recommend most? Or give me your top three. Top three? Crit damage, speed, and... I like potency and crit chance myself. Only because I like to farm those because they're two set bonuses. And that way, if I use a crit damage and a or a speed, then I have those to throw on as the other two. Yep, I 100% agree. And I think they're, like, for me, far and away, crit damage is my favorite. Uh, not too far behind that is the speed. Then there's a bit of a gap to potency, and then there's a bit of a gap to everything else. So yeah, the uh, hear them out. It was nice. I hadn't even thought about this, but today I was looking at the mods because I haven't been looking at mods in a long time as far as using Cantina energy because of Hot Han and Old Ben and everything else. I've been farming for whatever's been coming, but I was able to finish all of the mod set bonuses today because now I have the first order that I've been farming and I didn't even think about that offense was the only one I was missing. So 
now have every mod set bonus open. So that's good. Congrats. It's a good achievement. A little behind the curve on that, but it is nice, even with timing. Even if it's behind other people to finish off that whole area, you know. All right. So. Time that I do something. It's time for me to bow to the greatness of Danstradamus. Hey. You may is... proceed, sir. So, uh, I just want to mention, and toot my own horn here a little bit, but the... And it's so random, too. Just last week, I just kind of went off on the... Uh, that hotfix that listed a specific Google gift card bundle or whatever it said, and me talking about some kind of possible Android-only promotion and how that would suck, and, well, you know, we're going back to the whole Apple-Android thing, and, well, it was actually a thing, even though I vehemently said I didn't think it was actually going to be a thing, but that's what I thought of. Well, it is actually a thing, so I don't really know the inner workings of it because I am Apple and I don't care to look. But as it turns out, I think it was if you bought certain amounts of gift cards the first time you bought it, you were awarded extra crystals, extra... Let's see, what was it? Extra crystals, extra credits, and then you were given shards for Scavenger Ray. Now, scavenger ray. Yes. Now, before we hit that point, hmm. you are people were getting extra stuff for buying Google gift cards, and you don't even have to use the gift card in Swagaga. So you can use it on whatever you use on whatever you play on your phone, whatever apps you uh, want to buy with the Google card, whatever. But if you linked it to the account that ran runs Swagga, you got scavenger ray shards, credits, and extra crystals. So kind of a big bump for Android users as far as uh yeah. because all you had to do was spend fifty bucks as far as I know to get an extra three thousand crystals on top of what you bought. So not a bad deal. And then on top of that all the the ray shards. I think it was fifty bucks to get a seven star ray. So that's and if you're on Android just starting and you don't have Ray, that is a great deal because she is a great character, always has been. Early in the meta, she was the damage dealer you wanted. So pretty sweet deal. Now that was something I hadn't thought about. I mean, if you're a newer player and you know you need gift cards for uh you know your Android or whatever. That's that's a damn good place to start because you are not going to regret uh, having a seven star ray nice and early in this game. Oh yeah, and if you were to get a seven star ray on an account that is just starting, and throw that into arena when you first enter arena, good luck to the other guys. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're. I mean, you're basically paying for five hundred crystals a day for the next four months pretty easily. Yeah, because everyone's going to be playing catch-up to you or whoever else had bought it. But, yeah. It's it's a good one, though. But the other point... So there's my, uh, there's my uh, proof to the Dan Stradamus name. I saw that coming a mile away. Pretty crazy. But uh, the other part, too, is, is she was, was called... Skeptical. Right? 
It was it was out of left field, but it actually became a thing. Scavenger Ray. They called it Scavenger Ray. Now that's interesting. It is referencing the ray that is in game now, which is uh, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Now so, it's not just that that came out this week that makes this as interesting as it is. There was a quote in one of the uh, posts from CG stating that before the movie comes out in December, there will be a familiar face that is going to be getting a new change or a new something. I can't remember exactly how it was phrased. I should have looked it up. My bad. But (laughs) basically, a new version of a familiar face. And, I mean, if they're already renaming her to Scavenger Ray, I think having, you know... Um, a lightsaber ray is probably a pretty safe bet. What do you think? I agree. The only reason to change the name of a character is if another one of that same character is coming into the game. Yep. So much like Luke Skywalker was changed to Luke Skywalker Farm Boy, and then Commander Luke Skywalker came into the game. My guess is that Ray. Now being Scavenger Ray, you can assume that Light or you know Last Jedi Ray or whatever name you want to put to her will be coming into the game. Yes. So. Ah, there it is. Thank you, Anthony. A variant of that <laughs> character. He's got you. He's got your back. That's what I was looking for. Got my back. All right. Uh, lots of bug fixes in this update. We're not going to go over those. Um. Yeah, nothing terribly exciting in there, but tons and tons of bug fixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the pesticide out. Uh, <laughs> what's ahead? The Night Sisters get us into the spirit of October. Hmm. I I need to get some like ghostly, uh, <laughs> some spooky music drops. for uh, yeah. our spooky month. Yeah, that'll happen for the next podcast. Now, several of these, okay, several new Night Sister characters, their actual quote regarding this was, so be on the lookout for their events. This kind of makes me think marquee events. What did you think? Hey, Danstradamus again. I think it's, I think it's marquee events. Yeah. I don't think that there's a legendary event for Night Sisters. So there's been rumors circulating that uh, a Lucy or Lucy, Luce, something along those lines. But it's weird. It says, Uh, so it says, we're introducing several new Night Sister characters. Several new Night Sister characters. When there's usually more than one, it's not legendary. So be on the lookout for their events. And then it says, finally, we're going to end the month with a spirited seasonal event. Hmm. Okay, now I don't know what that means. Now, if that, what does that have to be do with the characters you're getting? And, you know, I'm interested. I don't know what that last event at the end of the month is going to be. Could it be a legendary Night Sister event? <laughs> I don't. You're hoping not, but eh, could it be? Not going to bother me if it is. It'll still just okay. be me not really worrying about Night Sisters until the next time it came around, or there are. Uh, they're proven to be good, and I need them for Dark Side Territory battles. 
And uh, so, yeah. All right. So, um, where was I going with this? I do not remember. You're getting oh, real good. Your segue if, is broke as hell today. <laughs> I didn't charge the battery. <laughs> you um, should have got on that. So with these Night Sisters, one thing, not something we're going to have, but wouldn't surprise me if we got, would be double drops on some Night Sisters if there is a legendary event. So that's one of those <laughs> things you might want to kind of prepare for. Their eight energy nodes, so you can actually get quite a few shards per day. What? Um... I don't even want to do the math. <coughs> you can get 20 shards a day pretty easily from those characters without double drops. So you would be at 40 with double drops. So if you kind of calculate that out on those characters, if you get everyone else wrapped up, you'll kind of see where you would land on if there was a legendary event at the end of the month. So keep that in the back of your mind as you're farming these. Mm-hmm. If you're farming them, you know. Yep. Or if you're if you're like Dan, then don't, don't worry, worry about it. Don't worry your pretty little head. So what was it yesterday? I know Eric was the first one that I seen mention it, where he went into a combat mission and went started doing it, and all of a sudden nothing's happening. Nothing. Literally nothing. Tapping the screen, nothing going on. Apparently, combat missions were a bit bugged and were causing some pretty serious issues for people. Uh, we actually announced that everybody hold off on their combat missions and deployment <laughs> there for a while uh, to kind of help or just to wait and see, hopefully, that they got fixed. Ended up being kind of late in the morning, but they ended up getting it fixed, which was really good. Uh, they ended up sending out 250 crystals and 200... Um, territory battle currency and that was only for players eligible for territory battles level 65 and above yeah well it turned out it was pretty weird um there was a bug announced on the forums and top hat it was it was kind of frustrating as an officer trying to coordinate what are we going to do to try to get our phase finished even though this thing is bugged so uh we're watching the forums, seeing what happens, and uh, uh, at one point it said, "We will take, we will, we will take care of this tomorrow." And uh, all I could think when I read that was like, "That's four hours from six a.m., and you don't start work at six a.m. Most people start work at seven or eight a.m., so there's only two hours to get that fixed and pushed before the phase ends." Yeah. And let everyone know so that they can update their um, their people, you know, and get that done. Do you think that the 250 crystals and turn, uh, territory battle currency was equivalent to what people would have lost if they missed a couple stars? <laughs> no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was even close. Because between the stars, it goes up, what, 200 apiece? Um, nah, I think kind of depends on where you're at in the star levels. I, I think the biggest jump you could make over a few star levels is probably 50 crystals. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what the... Well, I'm not worried. As far is. as crystals go, I'm not worried. But the, uh... 
currency. Each star here. inside of the 20s is uh, 100 currency. So they give you enough to cover um, two stars, currency-wise. As far as crystals go, they gave you a, a pretty great uh, amount. Pretty generous with it, yeah, for sure. But as far as the uh, actual problem last night went, it was confusing because Top Hat came on and said, the issue is resolved, you may re-enter territory battles and the game. And then exactly 40 minutes later, he said, issue is not resolved, please stand by. And then 40 minutes after that, the issue was resolved again. Yep. <laughs> it was super frustrating. Because after the first time it was said to be resolved, I put an announcement saying everyone to go do their combat missions and you're good now. And literally, you know, 40 minutes later, I'm like, oh, we're not. Well, hopefully no one gets that problem again. So it was obnoxious, but uh, they did compensate for the error and it wasn't bad. So, yep, I agree. Uh, Got a little short on territory battle currency, but I'd rather have you know, bonus crystals, so I was fine with it. Uh, all right. You ready to look at the road ahead? I am. I don't want to... There's a lot to talk about here. I think we give the, uh, give the short end, short end version of what these are, and then maybe go in-depth on them next... Yeah. Go in-depth on them next week. Okay. One of these, I'm going to go a little bit more. In, mm-hmm. in depth, because I have a few things that I really just want to spit out about it. All right, so a couple things are looking into other places to earn gear 12. That is super exciting. We love to hear that, obviously. Need more gear 12. Now, they're considering providing tools for guild leaders and officers to help them manage and control territory battles. Uh, the fact they're considering it's good. I was thinking they already said that they were yeah, I was about planning to, say, to do this. And this was already said, but it's That's nice that they are saying it again, because that means the first time was not lip service. So, Yeah, so that's good. Hopefully that's something we'll see. And if the second thing comes to pass, I think we'll definitely need those. Second territory <laughs> battle map. Uh, there is finally going to be a dark side version of the Hoth. So I am not will... even surprised because, and I'm not surprised at the time this was announced either because literally I do not see too much that they really have to change to make this between dark side and light side. Yeah, it seems pretty easy, right? Like maybe the overlay map will be flipped backwards or I would changed assume. a little bit. Yeah. But as far as the environments, I don't know how much they really have to change with those. There's not really anything like an ATST that they have to add for the light side. Like you're not going to go into a battle and fight a snow speeder, I don't believe. So you never know. I mean, if they did, it would be locked behind a battle with behind two seven star characters we don't have. So. Like oh. it is with the ATST and Hot Han and Rolo, so it could and be a while before else. you ever see that anyway. I mean, are we gonna get new characters for Dark Side Battles? Are we gonna have some sort of special character help us through? 
Because I don't think Darkseid's nearly equipped well enough to handle territory battles as Lightseid is. I know my roster definitely is not. And I would assume most of our guild isn't. Like, I have a few decent characters, but that's pretty much it. Well, that's why I'd like to go a little more in-depth on Darkseid territory battles next week. Our thoughts on it, thoughts on characters and teams and that kind of stuff. I think it'd be a fun topic to talk about. All right, well, let's talk about the next step in guild battles then. The versus other guilds. The next step in time consumption. Wow. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get to that in a second. Um, this is pretty cool. I did not, like, okay, information overload to the max with this post, this road yes. ahead post. Like, Chimera, bam. Slaps you in the face. They go a little bit further, and you hear about um, dark side territory battles. Wham! Slaps you in the face again. Oh, well, that's two huge announcements already. And then they throw in the guild versus guild on top of that. Like, three big slaps to the they, face in the same they post. They could have it's held crazy. that back and... Yeah, they could have, if they had asked that last week, it would have been even bigger impact. Like, all right, we got Dark Side Territories were announced. We had Chimera, and then all of a sudden, the next week they announced Guild versus Guild. I don't think it had less of an impact. I'm just saying, like, no one saw any of this coming. It's crazy. And even on and top I of think... that, they have concept art out there of it. Yes, in they the do. post, I have it on the live stream. Yeah, it's, like they're already down and dirty it's with pretty this. Pretty awesome. So, yep. so I mean, this. Kind of seems like the new game mode that they're building for the new movie. And we I think we would kind of expect that to happen. The initial event, it's going to be placed on Jakku. Mm-hmm. And so that, I mean, that's pretty cool. I like, I like Jakku. I like um, Jakku with all the broke down starfighters and X-Wings and yeah. Star Destroyers. You can, you can tell something happened there and it's just kind of eerie. I really Very want to read cool. that book about the Battle of Jakku, only because it just looks like everything was destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... All right, so I'm going to read a fairly long quote because there's a lot of things in here that I want to touch on ever so briefly. Okay. This mode will bear some similarities to territory battles, but instead of your guild playing against the game, you'll be competing against other guilds. In this mode, you will play both a defensive and offensive game, one in which you must determine which parts of your collection you think will stand and fight for your territories and which you want to take down the opponents. Both guilds will compete to see who gets the most territories, so strategy is key. Be prepared for anything in this guild versus guild strategy competition. We'll be talking more about Territory Wars in the upcoming month, so keep an eye out. In the meantime, make sure you're gilded up using our new guild search functionality and are well-practiced on Territory Battles and have several squads slash fleets that are ready to battle some other players. I like it. Sounds pretty awesome. I have to now touch on something... We had a bit of a conversation in Discord earlier this week in which I was kind of talking about... I miss tournaments. Like, maybe I'm the only person out there. I don't know. 
that was probably my favorite game mode that's ever been in this game. Just for the fact of you got to test multiple arena teams, kind of like arena style teams and see how they do. And there was all the strategy in it. It was my favorite game mode that's been in this game, and now it's gone, which, sad face. Now, this kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? Uh, elements of it, yeah, for sure. Like elements. setting a defense squad the, that you can't... Yes, it sounds like you set a defense squad that you don't use on offense. So you want a defense squad, and then you pick a team that you're going to set out to use as your offense squad. That element of it sounds really awesome. So you're going to probably end up fighting a lot of General Kenobi, Barrett, Zeta Barris teams. Yep, and, uh, probably. <laughs> from there, you know, use your resistance, because if they're not being used for defense, they can just roll through most things. Now, <laughs> something else I've seen a lot of people talking about, we actually had a big discussion on our Discord again uh, earlier today about... There's so much content now. I mean, we were clamoring for content not too long ago, and now it's like there's too much coming. People are freaking out. Raids are getting to the point where they're pretty easy for further-end players, and it's one of those things that we kind of need to figure out how to handle it. Okay, um, so with this, I want to point this, out, like... Yes. Uh, Every other game I've ever played compared to this one. Okay, perfect. So, like I said, we're almost to the two-year point. Now, in almost every other game I've played, my most experience I have is in, let's say, World of Warcraft and Destiny. Okay, both of those have raids. Now, when you get finished with a raid or a new raid is released, the old raid becomes obsolete. You can still run it, but you don't have to. So if you enjoy running it, you can go back and do it. You uh, get stuff from it, but it, that stuff usually is old stuff that you don't need and is really not going to help you where you are in the end game. but it's still there. Um, this is the only game I've ever played where that old stuff stays relevant as well as the new stuff. So you not only have yeah. to run the new stuff, to progress you also have to run the old stuff and uh as far as i'm concerned i don't think that's a great model Agreed. i think uh i think having the old stuff become old stuff that can still be played but isn't necessary is the way to go um right. you get a new raid the la the last one or at least the one before that should be pushed out and uh you keep adding new content and I'm not going to ever complain about new content. Okay. Yeah. I will take everything they want to put into this game, but they have to look at the stuff that's been in there for a long time and decide how you're going to make stuff that's old for older players be less as important, but still important for new players. You know what I, I would mean? Like, I would like to see one of two things. I would like to see them, actually this is the number one thing I'd like to see them do, is take our tickets that we contribute every day that's kind of been the staple of how you get those raids. Leave that element and just use it to where when you start a raid, everybody gets the prize box. 
and say you have to beat the event and you know um it has to be killed for everyone to get the work even if it only works for people who have that reward character at seven stars you beat it you don't even have to register you don't have to do anything you just get your prize box and then people that want to or still need the shards or something if they had to do that or something that would be fine but if you could just exchange your tickets for a prize box for everyone, that would save so much time for a lot of people. It would still leave the raids in the game to where you could play them if you wanted to. Um, it would just give a lot more flexibility, especially time-wise, because we got territory battles. We have another a new territory battle coming up. We have guild battles coming up. With Who's all this stuff, we're still not have heroic AAT. Throw in the pit. You still have to do your dailies, Galactic War, everything else, along with your payouts if you're sitting for the two hours. Now you have, because most people didn't stress about ship payout before, but now you have that to try to get crystals on top of your arena payout. To me, there has to be, as you progress and you're further into the game, the longer you've mm -hmm. played, there has to be ways to push... As the new things get added to the end, these things over here should be shoved, pushed out. Yes. Now, there was something, an idea I came up with in Guild Chat when we were talking about, or not Guild Chat, in our podcast Discord server when we were talking about this as an idea. So, you want to keep the pit raid relevant for new players and something that's not required to do for older players, right? My idea was... The minute you get 7-star Han, or let's say 7-star Kenobi, once that raid becomes um, less less important, you know. Once you get the 7-star character for that raid, let's say it unlocks a challenge tier. So, pit challenge. And then you get that pit challenge three times a week, like every other challenge. Kind of like you open a Rancor raid three times a week. So then you can do that challenge three times a week. And if you go into the raids that are open, you get no reward for it, but you can still play the raid if you want to for fun. But the guild can still open the raid for those that don't have the seven-star character so that everyone else can continue to fight to earn their seven-star Han to when they get to that point, unlock the challenge so that it is not an assess necessity to run that raid anymore you know what i mean i and then think ev- that's a really good idea I'll and then eventually you wouldn't your guild wouldn't even open the raid anymore if everyone in the guild got seven star han Be- yep. unless someone wanted to practice on it or play on it and have fun in it for no rewards or if you got a newer player in your guild that replaced someone else that didn't have a seven star you could open it up for them go in there and kill it for them so they kept getting their shards, you know? But that is one way that you literally do not have to play it because it's just a challenge for you now to get the gear that you need that used to come from that raid. I think you're onto something. I like it. That is an awesome idea. Um, I'll say the thing I'm kind of concerned about is... I will say we're moving in the right direction and I'm really hoping that these territory wars take another step in the right direction and that so territory battles you can kind of do anytime you want in the day 
I mean, mm-hmm. guild officers to micromanage are giving specific times typically to help maximize where your territory points and everything go. But you have a 24-hour period in which you can do this, which is amazing. It's un- I mean, outside of what Galactic War, there's not really another game mode like that in which you can kind of do it whenever you want. You just have to do it, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Now, Territory Wars, from the sound of it, that could be really awesome in the fact that you're even taking out that element of needing to deploy and all that stuff to maximize. It really could just be people setting, going and setting their defensive team, going and doing some battles against the other team's defensive team and seeing how well you do. Um, if it's like some... Say if you do like three arena-style battles or something a day, like that would be really easy for people to do. You get to fight some creative teams, you know. Uh, I think that would be super awesome, and it would greatly reduce the amount of stress that, you know, guild officers are already under regarding just territories. And I'm kind of hoping that Territory Wars kind of falls on the uh, Monday, Thursday schedule that territory battles do. So, like, maybe every Monday have be alternating between a territory battle and then on those Thursdays have a territory war. I don't know how yeah. long territory wars will be, but something like that would, I think, be pretty awesome. I agree. And... Oh, not talking. I'm just, I'm just happy that we are not going to end up four or five months after territory battles now wondering what the next content is. That's like, totally true. We're yeah. already we already know now we're getting another territory battle. We're getting yep. guild versus guild at some point. The uh, the only thing that I'm still worried about, and we've talked about this on future of this game is there is no announcement or even talk about raids. So is there a new raid coming? I would rather have a new raid than a new territory battle. I'm just saying. Well, this was kind of my theory on territory battles, why it took so long, and just kind of the simplest. I guess it's super simple. It, That's the, the problem. It. It's just six waves of enemies that you fight against. There's yeah. It's not really a but lot of strategy that goes on in territory battles. It's you just need a strong change, team. Yeah, but they haven't. It's. The first one it's, has nothing in it beyond waves of characters. Now that's it's true, still but there's fun, but there's nothing. There's no. There's no strategy to the point of a raid. In the strat- that's true. The strategy is the managing of. And your, I'm not. It's not fun to me to do math all day, like I, for deployment. I like math, so. But this uh, isn't a math game. It. Like this game is it not built. It should be. Everything should be about math. That's Dude, beside the point. Go but play no, some geometry he- games then. <laughs> what I want is something with weird mechanics that I have to figure out that the I team agree to with. beat. Now, but there's nothing think- in Territory Battles, this one at least, that goes that far. It's literally I- PvE like any other PvE in the game where you're fighting waves. That's true, but I think that part's probably easy to change once you like but if it is why I'm, did I'm they not, not do it on the first one the one that was supposed to impress before you dig into it too much see what it becomes and once you build this 
essentially, once you build this structure frame, it's easy to change the panels on the outside and change the appearance of it. But whatever you know, happened to the, the old saying, put your best foot forward. <laughs> well, Ford's not I mean, going to say, hey, we want to know if people are going to like our Ford cars. So here is a focus. Do you like it? No, they're going to throw out their Mustang and say, okay, do you like Ford cars? This is our Mustang. You know? I mean, I see a pretty similar number of focuses and Mustangs on the road, different strokes for different folks. Right, but advertising goes different ways, right? For the most yeah, part, you want who you're to bring people back. You want to put your best foot forward. So far, territory battles are fun. Not my favorite game mode. Raids are. I would rather see a new raid before a new territory battle. Because we got just got one. We just got these things. And when was the last raid? October, one year ago today. And what was the cadence between Pit and Heroic AT? April to October? Yeah. So, it's not unfair to wonder about the future of raids. No, that's fair. And I think at some point we'll see another raid. But I think something that's way more requested is probably territory well, a way for guilds to actually fight against each other. That I mean, that's what this game was built on, was five versus five, these galactic war and arena. Like, that's all there was when the game started. That's the structure of the game. That's what the game was about. And it's kind of gone away from that with the raids, which is fine. I like the raids. But I think we need more of that arena-style battling. And from the sounds of it, that's what Territory Wars could be. And if it is... That's what we've needed since they ripped those stinking tournaments out from under us. Well, yeah, in most I games, you always have the two sides. You got the PvE versus the PvP. And uh, you always got to be looking forward to how you can advance content on both sides. And as far as PvP had arena, then it had tournaments. Tournaments are gone. But the next step in that looks to be guild versus guild, which is a good way to go because lots of people have speculated about that actually becoming a thing. And now yep. here it is. So, yep. I like everywhere they're going. And I'm not saying I don't like territory battles. But, like I always said, raids to me are more fun than territory battles. So, I just want to see more of them. Alright, well I think we beat the living shit out of that horse. Why don't you tell us what came from Reddit? Reddit. So we got, we're talking about game modes that have disappeared or are less frequent. Well, Capgasp, uh... Mentioned that he just completed the rebalance of Indoor Escalation. And it is coming in a future content update. Yeah. Most likely when Logray and Paplu are added to the board. Hurry up. So, cool. It's coming around again. I'm excited. The second part to that post, he said, is heroic battles are fun to make, but they take four times longer than a normal event. So don't expect to see very many of them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wind out of the sails, man. That thing came, it yeah. went, it hasn't come back, and the odds are we won't see very many more of them. If any. I, I'm really hoping that when they bring this thing back, because if you recall, the bonus tier is supposed to be the one where you can use any of your characters. I'm really hoping that damn thing is like actually tough and a big challenge. 
Like, because right now, most in-game players, I mean, raids are pretty easy. It's about how much damage you can do. You, there, there's no risk of not beating it at this point. I mean, it's, are you going to clear the phase, or are you only going to clear three quarters of the phase? And well, once again, that is in-game thinking. That's no, in-game player thinking. I know. But, yes, I, but, know, what you, I, I mean, know what you're saying. On our end of the spectrum, that is how raids are. And I feel like a lot of stuff lately has been very um, weighted towards newer players. I mean, Phoenix, for example. Like, Phoenix for us, eh, I mean, use them territory battle, sure. For new players, like, that's the best damn team there is. Like, there's... If you're a new player, it's the most Phoenix. It's easy. Easily the most accessible and will get you yes. um, Palpatine Thrawn. and Thrawn. Yep. And it gets you 40% of the way to Yoda. Yep. So, I mean, it's very hard to go wrong. And... Um, Is that a dog or you have a kid we don't know about? Uh, no, it's the dog. She's, <laughs> she's sitting here staring at me. I am not sure what her deal is. <laughs> Why didn't you feed me today? Oh, well, they got fed before the podcast. I feed them before the podcast, so I don't deal with this. But <laughs> yet I am dealing with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, kind of what I was saying about the uh, heroic battles. <coughs> it, it's kind of like the assault battles. The assault battle used to be kind of that end game that you were kind of shooting for. That insanely difficult thing that you needed to really work on something to get them there to beat it. And we need another one of those. Because assault battles kick ass. Those things are a lot of fun. I kind of forget about them whenever I think about game modes. But yeah. they are really well done. They're they're not easy, but they're still pretty balanced. Like Those are awesome game modes. And I don't know, man. I just... I'm excited to see what this heroic battle turns into. Yeah, for sure. And if they keep pumping out assault battles instead of heroic battles, like it looks like it's going to be, I'm okay with that too. It'll be interesting to see what what uh, factions they use in them, but well, that's, that's the way everything is so far. So, but I think you said the heroic battles you can use any character you want in that special event. Yeah, the on the the, the the bonus tier, the one that has something about special mods or something. So that's something else to keep your eye on. Yeah, I the way these heroic battles Ooh. are, especially if they're not going to be do, continuing to do them very often, that leads more credence to my thought that it's just yellow legendary mods There's and not and coming. something extra. There's something coming. <laughs> I they're not going to lock it behind something that. Is a one-off. We, I still don't think that they are. maybe? I don't know. Okay. We will see soon yeah. if you're there. All right. I got one more uh, thing I want to mention from Reddit. It comes from yeah, user jetpacks underscore Kaiser. But I had tried this, and it seems to be legit. So I thought the same thing. Uh, so it, let me just read what he wrote. So it has been speculated by my guild mates that it actually matters who calls in the airstrike in a territory battle. Today, when running the rebel mission, I called it in with OB in wave four, and it didn't kill anyone. But in wave six, when I used it, CLS 
called in an airstrike, and it completely wiped all six enemies from full health and protection, including two elites. So basically, you want to call the in-strike, airstrike in with your damage dealers. I have been doing this, and it, for real, when you use it on C with CLS, it is devastating. So I think there is difference. definitely some credence to this. Yes. More data needed, so if you're playing Territory Battles and you want to give this a try, let us know what you see. But, uh, yeah, I do think that there is definitely uh, something to that. Very cool. Absolutely. Um, this is not on our list, but I need to have an addendum to last week. Oh, yeah? I think it was last week when we were talking about the going for one star, then three stars versus two, two in phases five and six. Mm -hmm. So phase five, you're better off going two and two. Um, I haven't ran the math on phase six yet, but due to the amount of uh, what the deployment power or whatever you want to call it, galactic power that you deploy... Uh, and the amount that you get from combat missions, because your combat missions give you the most ROI, essentially. Uh, yeah, you are better off with 2-2 two, two on Phase 5. I haven't done on 2, or haven't ran the math on Phase 6 yet. <laughs> so, the, oh my god. Wow, you alright there, buddy? I'm developing a cold and a cough, and... Uh, Apparently. Geez. You made me laugh. Along with the vape and everything else, and it just it well just came out. Um, yeah. So I haven't done the math on phase six yet. This is why I usually do the math on things rather than just looking at other people's numbers. But um, yeah, I'll I'll check that out and report back next week because uh, that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Even though you know there's less, um, you know it's less total points to do the bottom at three stars and the top one at one. I think that's why, though, that there are extra combat missions in those higher galactic power yes, ones. that is Because it all ends up adding up in a way. Yep, so. that it does. So I think that whole 1-3 thing might be bogus, in my opinion. <laughs> um Next on the docket is we were going to talk about the Phoenix rework. I know you want to hear our opinions and hear how amazing that Ezra is going to be, but you're going to have to wait until next week because we're already going long. Yes, next week I will talk about my dilemma of my two Zetas that are just sitting there and which one of these guys I want to Ooh. give it to because I literally am thinking of throwing it both of them on... Some Phoenix characters. Are you going to tell us who it is? Who you're going to spend a Zeta on? Go I don't know us. yet. But it looks like it might be Kanan uh, and Sabine. Oh, interesting. So next week we'll talk about what they are. As you... <laughs> Go as for... <clears throat> That's cool. You yeah, already know wait. yourselves what they are, but we want to go a little bit more in depth about that team, what they're sure. doing, and what's going on with them. We know that's probably not the best timing, considering Thrawn is here for the next week and might be gone by the time we do the next podcast. Probably will that's be true. gone. But 
We're going to do right. it anyway because quick. we enjoy doing we'll, that. We'll go over it all next week. But for the people that have already read it and who are considering it to help them get Thrawn, if you had to do one Zeta for these characters, who would you do? Me? As far as I would go, I see, I would think Kanan, but uh, you can't debuff um, Thrawn's debuff. So I don't know if that would help. I would probably say... And I'm um, talking total, not just strictly for the event, but, you know, if you're going to consider doing one, what do you think would have the most longevity and just overall usefulness in the game? Overall usefulness? Sabine. With that uh, AoE stagger. As awesome as it is. Gotta go with my boy Ezra. Well, of course you will. But that's just like literally straight damage. So. Yeah. You're not. That's my point. It might help you beat the Thrawn event. But I don't know how uh, amazing it's going to end up. If he's being 1v5'd in a uh, territory battle. Well, may not be good again on like one v five, but you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's it's a good Zeta. I'm not lying, but as far as uh, overall utility goes, I think there are much better Zetas than Ezra. You know what time it is? What time is it? You know what time it shouldn't have been? What? Time for me to check the Diamondbacks baseball score. Oh my god. It's uh, top of the seventh and we're down seven to two. That's unfortunate. This is what happens when I don't watch the game. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you checked now. Maybe you're going to be off your game now and I'm going to make a big fat comeback if you don't recall. You better hope so because you're down ten to seven. So, this is the last episode of this season. I'm coming for you, damn it. So, I'm going to full screen this. And I won't be able to see anything but the trivia. So, I can't read your screen. You turn off my video. And uh, we will be ready to go. We are good to go, sir. Alright. I have opened up the trivia. My face should be a lovely shade of blue for those watching the live stream. And, uh, yeah. I still don't have my board eraser, so I'll just use my hand. Perfect. Nasty. Alright. A little bit, but it's alright. <laughs> Shattered Order Trivia, here we go. Question one, are you ready, sir? Yes, sir, let's do it. Alright, Trivia one, one point for each correct answer. Name all the characters who naturally have a chance to deal damage more than once or gain additional hits on a special ability. Help. There are four. Hmm. Gain additional damage on a special. So deal damage more than once or gain additional hits. 
So if that makes more sense to you, there you go. I'm not sure if one of these is on there, but I'm going to argue it. Um, <laughs> wow, this is... I have three. And I'm assuming that it's... It is from that same character. Like, for example, yeah, Geno's and Soldier no calling assists. someone in. I'm okay. pretty sure it's them shooting over again. It's them using a special, and they have to actually deal damage multiple times when that special is used. Okay. Uh... Oh, it has to be special? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's the problem. Basic's pretty easy. I could think of several that were basics. Yeah, but, I, had, um... I already had several listed there. Shit, why'd I say anything? It's fine. I'm going to leave them there, just in case the question's worded wrong. Well, if you're going to do that, I might as well add a couple in, too. Well, you do that, and then we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah. Um, there are no points for... You don't get deductions for wrong answers, so... No. What the hell? So, just keep it going. Good point. All right, perfect. Uh, this is a, an odd one. This is a really hard question. This is... I mean, this is one of the more difficult questions we've had, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I got... That one. That's an assist, though. I really don't... Man, these are tough. Hmm. This is... I've only got one that I really feel certain that it's... Do you? Yeah. I can't think of... And I'll be honest, the one that I have I don't think is one of those four answers. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I, I don't want to think about this too much longer. I can't... It's going to take rack my brain so I have yeah I'm kind of the same way seven All answers right. here we'll see if any of them are right uh, I, I kind of gave up on the basics so I only have three I put Boba and Sabine for the basic mm -hmm. I guess and Ezra is my uh, answer on that gotcha okay well none of us got an answer right wow these are pretty easy to see once you look at them Okay, so I want to give my argument for Ezra. Uh-huh. Ezra's special causes him to possibly attack twice because he then assists someone. That is, that entire combination comes off his special ability. But what causes the double attack? The special or his basic? Well, the basic is used, but it's triggered off of his special. His special is the reason that he's doing it. I can, uh, I can, I feel your argument, but I still feel since it's a basic, it doesn't count. Mm. All right, what are the answers? The answers are Fulcrum Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. Ah, yeah, that's right. Um, that's Rolo. Obvious. 
because of her multiple attacked AoE. Ray with her triple tap. No shit. And Thrawn. It says, yes, on Fracture, read the ability. Which makes sense, because when the Fracture... I thought uh, about Thrawn, and I was like... No. His Fracture ability, he looks like he punches several times, so... Oh my gosh. God, I feel like an idiot. That was my chance. Yep. Throw you could That's four answers, four points. Could have got some there. But I didn't get any. Looks like we both didn't get any. We'll give you a tentative one point, and I will give you that one point if I'm sure to win. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's the next question? (laughs) All right, next question. There's one single special ability in the game that has no cooldown. Which one is that, and who has this ability? Well, that's interesting. I have got my answer. Do you? Well, I don't like how quickly you did that. Ah, that's good. That's what I like to hear. It also says two points, one for the ability and one for the character. Got both. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, great. One single special ability in the game that has no cooldown. Mystery. That was a mystery. To you, it's not to me. Because yeah. I know what the answer is. Because it's probably someone you use all the time. It might be. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Now I gotta think harder because if you already know it, I gotta figure it out so I don't lose points. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be losing points. You would just. I'd be losing my lead. <laughs> You'd be losing your lead, yes. I'm only up by three, and if this gives you two, then I'd only be up by one with three questions left. You're up by three depending on how my uh, argument to the council goes. Dude, you're going to lose that one. (laughs) We'll see. I'm sure there are several characters that could be listed under the what you're saying. But uh, let's see. Quit distracting me. Trying to think here. What are you talking about? You need to come up with an answer. I'm waiting. I'm thinking. You've been talking to me mm. too much. It's not my fault. Gotta keep people entertained. Come on, Dan. They don't want to sit here and listen to silence. Although this music is quite pleasant. Right. You should sing a song to it. Alright. I can't think right. of it. What do you got? I am showing BB-8 and Secret Intel. Ooh, thank goodness you got the name wrong. God damn it! Seriously? What is it? Covert Data Transfer. Ah! Crap! Secret Intel's the buff, isn't it? It is the name of the buff. Oh, crap. But you did have... You did get it right. You knew what it was. Damn but it. you did get the name wrong, so it's only one What was point. the name of the ability one more time? Covert Data Transfer. Yep, I remember that. Crap! Dang it! Whew. I thought I was gonna. Whew, I feel better. There's a little bit lucky. of breathing room. Very lucky. All right, trivia three. Whew. Whose single target attack appears to hit the enemy the most times? So AOE and volley abilities like Phasma, Wicket, etc. doesn't count. 
Whose single target attack appears to hit the enemy the most times? Oh shit, I know this one. I know this one. I'll say it again. Whose single target attack appears to hit the enemy the most times? So AoE and volley abilities like Phasma, Wicket, etc. do not count. I'm so sure of this there's one. There's only one answer on this one, right? It says one point, so I'm sure there's only one answer. Alright, I got my answer. Alright, what's your answer? I'm actually putting two answers because... Even... Okay, I'm doing Ahsoka and Rolo. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if there is only one enemy left, Rolo can still attack like ten times. I do believe Which, those attacks would be considered volleys, though. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at the answer yet, so... Okay. I think they would, but... I have, well, let me, okay, I'm going to put a second answer, too, just because you did. And only because it's very similar to the first one I put. So, my answer I put was Rex, because of his second special ability. Where he just unloads with his dual pistols. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And think of how many times it looks like that hits the enemy. Okay. Or I also, on that same vein, put a clone sergeant because he uses the machine gun. Okay. And that looks like it hits them a bunch of times. So let's see what the actual answer is. Rex's subdue hits the target eight times. Just a fun fact, Yoda's unstoppable force appears to hit five times. ATF's Whirlwind also appears to hit five times. Repeat the question. You're gonna make me go back? This usually makes this, uh, freeze. All right, hold on, I'm going back. Damn it, it froze. How many times does Ahsoka attack? She attacks 10 times, doesn't she? Well, the ability says 10. It's talking about, uh, the look. Yeah? What does it say the look? That's why I want to hear the question again. Alright, let me get to it. Hold on. Unbelievable. Whose single target attack appears, also known as looks, to hit the enemy the most times? So AoE and volley abilities like Phasma, Wicket, etc. do not count. The answer was Rex's subdue hits the target eight times. Just a fun fact, Yoda's unstoppable force appears to hit five times. ATF's whirlwind also appears to hit five times. Hmm. No. <laughs> I, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's a terribly worded question. Yep, somehow I got it right. And, and uh, off that wording. So. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I can't help you to understand the wording of the question. I can only read it. As it appears. Uh-huh. You like what I did there? As it appears? <laughs> hey Alright, anyways. Twentieth question four. By the way, it's now 11 to 8. 
<laughs> I can't see nine. your face, but I'm really hoping nine. it's uh I'm what, bitter. Keep nine. Going. Nine. Oh, you're still counting your Ezra thing, huh? Yeah. Damn straight I'm counting. Who has the thing. highest base critical chance in the game, considering both physical and special crit chance values? Highest base crit chance in the game, considering both physical and special crit chance values. That's a tough one. There's so many characters and you just have to guess. Unless you have on-hand knowledge of the question. I'm taking a guess, but... My guess... Right. See, my guess actually adds crit chance up. And I don't know that that would make them the person to look at. I don't believe it would. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking of? No. Leia. Leia? Yeah. And then there's a lot of uniques that give crit chance up, but I think he's asking just the base. So, like, if you go to the character... Yeah, it just says base. And, yeah. So, So, um, that's tough. Who can I think of that... Uh, no... No, because that's his leader ability. Gosh, man. This is tough. Uh, wow. Highest base crit chance. My dog keeps getting tangled up in my headphone cord. It's about (laughs) to drive me. I'm going to start locking them out of here. They're literally just trying to drive me crazy. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I'm going to think of the first character that pops to my head and that would be mob enforcer no no god that's that would suck this turned out to be like a bleeding situation it would really suck (laughs) you're gonna tell me it is aren't you yep all right i got a name down there all right what do you got i think there is a solo answer to this question and i think it's han uh, Raid Han? Yep. Okay. I put Geonosian Soldier. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, there you go. Han Solo with 1127 crit rating, which equals 53.2%. Mm-hmm. I knew he had a really high crit chance because I've been using him in Arena, and I was looking at stats the other day. I was like, damn, that's over 50%. I was shocked. Yeah. Well... Last question. Okay. Oh, man. It is a Shattered Order Guild question to finish things off. Oh, man. I'm in trouble. Mm. I don't do well on these. All right. Well, it says the person who gets the most receives two points. Ah, crap. So... You can tie me, or I can win. And, yeah, depending on your appeal to the council, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I don't think that appeal is going to happen. All so. Right. Yep, here we go. How many... Let's see, how much do you guys value loyalty? Enumerate all the Shattered Order OGs who are still with us, those who are with us since the very beginning. Now, I assume it's just a number and not writing down all the names. So I'm going to go with number 
you go with number two, all right? Repeat the... Can you repeat the question? How many people in the Shattered Order are still there from when guilds started? So out of 50, okay, how, how many, many people there? are OGs? Pretty good question and quite tough, actually. This is this like that Jeopardy bullshit where you know closest <laughs> person wins? It is. is. Jeopardy? Price is right. That's why. Price is right. You don't get Lo- points for being closest close number Jeopardy. without going over. Name. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Do you? I do. Okay. I'm still working on mine. Oh, I'm very concerned. Alright, I got my number. Okay. I am showing. What do you got? 17. I have 26. And the answer is... I listed them all. So let me count them. So you count them as I list them off, all right? You ready? Okay. Arclight. Arceus. Christopher. Sazaka. Or, sorry, Chaka. Ducka. Flintjack. Hands of God. Shadow Patriots. Deadshot. Giggles. Me. Veralba. JD1. Mace Window, Mike Mitsu, Nate, Nika, Rich Sloma, Scoob, Team United, Optimus, Mustanger, Neri, Oro, Wink, Zath. Fuck you. How many is that? 26. How much did I say? I don't care what you said. You didn't see what I just did, but everyone at home did. <laughs> you do oh you'll have to watch rewatch the live stream to see it the most fist pumps you've ever seen in your life <laughs> I'm disgusted I'm sad and I'm a lot of things right now this is unfortunate it's very unfortunate I to go down in flames like this, just. <laughs> so uh, I, I would love to cherish my win right now, but I want to. Lo- I'm looking at uh, guild chat right now, or sorry, not guild chat, live stream chat, and uh, it looks like Jetpack Skyzer is actually watching the stream right now. The one I talked about his Reddit uh, post. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he wanted me to say. Um, just to throw a shout out there to his guildmate Wonderbreads for his brilliant observation skills on the uh, airstrike attack and thinking about uh, what happens there. So, pretty awesome that you are here to uh, 
share that. And uh, thanks to you and your guildmates and Wonderbreds, and we appreciate that. Been using it to our advantage, and it is awesome. That is pretty awesome for sure. So sweet. Well, what a nice night. What a nice way to end the night. I can't believe I can't believe I got the number on the mark, man. On the mark. (laughs) I was hoping you would overshoot it. (laughs) Don't don't look so disgusted. It's okay, bud. Very disgusted. You can either get rid of my punishment and not do one yourself, or uh, you'll get one yourself. Actually, oh no, forget that. Punishments must happen. (laughs) These punishments are going to happen. So, we already know what yours is going to be. What is mine going to be? Oh, we'll we'll get to that. You should know what it's going to be. Should I? But you should. We've talked about it. I'm concerned. Bok bok. That's all I'm saying. It'll come to me. Uh, I hope so. That is the sound of a chicken, by the way. <laughs> I think I think you just I figured it out. Remember. Okay. <laughs> That's right. All right. Yes. Good. All right. Good. I, Very good. I will. I will practice. I will practice my. Uh, oh, what would I call it? Just practice my skills. I guess. I I will be prepared. We may have to have just a punishment episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it would be great. Well, right. we've reached that time period where, uh, as far as our original episodes went, <laughs> we've doubled them in size and made that the new norm. So, as far as things go, I want to say, is there anything else you had for tonight? Uh, not really. Um... Well, remember them for next week, then. So. Yeah. Uh, just everyone go out there and have a good week and uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week yes follow us on twitter at the shattered order if you want to support us on patreon we are at patreon.com slash the shattered order or slash shattered order and uh, if you want to join our discord where we have a lot of fun and hang out and talk and uh, have conversations where sometimes they wind up on this podcast go to our twitter and check out our bio there is a never-ending link to our discord in there and you can come and join us so i would like to pimp something about our discord uh thanks to somebody whom i don't know who it was but we actually have and it came from reddit so uh yeah if you want to know what the devs are saying on reddit come to our discord channel and check that out yes some guy i think his initials are gnp put that together today oh cool well shout out to gmp for doing that that's pretty awesome yeah thanks gmp you're a good guy <laughs> so without further ado that's the end and uh thank you for listening and we will catch you all next week when we talk about dark side territory battles and phoenix zetas and whatever crazy crap they come out with this week to make the podcast three hours next week so thanks for listening later
Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.